Welcome to episode 91 of the Inside Jockeying Podcast. Quite a week this week on the on the racing front, but still plenty to talk through as Andy Butchart ran a world record park run on Saturday. Plus there's been some, some fast times on the track across Europe. Plus Tom Evans won Western States 100 or so on Saturday, so we'll go into that. But before all of that stuff, in a week where it was announced that an Olympic-style event for drug-taking athletes called the Enhanced Games being launched, let me welcome to the show one potential entrant to these games who's gone full Lance Armstrong this week in his pursuit of some Zwift crowns. Far too many words in that intro. How's life, Joshua? I was going to say, do you want to have another go at that? Or... Nah, <laughs> can't bother. <laughs> um, yeah, all good. I'm, uh, I'm in London tonight, so... Uh... Yeah, not ideal. No, no Swift, no Swift at the moment. I went on the on the turbo this morning. Sorry, I was just having a, a swig of my beer, and Josh stopped talking. <laughs> Let me just welcome my other co-host this evening, as always. Who, pretty sure he's not on anything dodgy after his performance last Friday evening, or if he is doping, it really shows it doesn't work. How's life in Lincolnshire, Shane? Yeah, life's good. Um, we all know that if I decided to do a course of EPO, I was my VO2 max would drop, my running economy would would tumble as well and I'd become a lot worse, which is probably not not a good place to go from where I'm at at the moment. But hey, at least we know now. At least we do. So your week last week had a race on Friday night. Um obviously when we recorded last week I built it as a, a big smackdown. What what day did we record last week? Wednesday. I think last, yeah, it was. I thought it was Monday last week. It was oh, Monday. Monday. Oh, there you yeah. Go. And just for the listeners, we had to record on a Wednesday tonight because um, we were waiting for Shane to finish his 10K. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, the acoustics are really good in that room. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I, as always, was a, a DNS. Um, my voice is just about returned, so we had to record a little bit later this week. So, Shane, why don't you talk us through your Monday to Sunday with the, the Friday race? All right, let's let's do it. <clears throat> Monday didn't run. Um, I had I had a physio appointment, actually, and we did record last Monday, I remember now, yeah. Yes. I had a physio appointment because uh, my knee isn't, hasn't really been changing, and the week before it was uh, not very good, so... So, uh, what? Why you talk through each of your days? I'm going to give you a percentage of how confident I am that I'm going to beat you on the Friday. So Monday, after after Shane hasn't ran, and what I've done on the Monday, I am at 98 percent certain I'm going to beat Shane. So yeah, <laughs> get a Tuesday. I like that, and I was probably 99 percent certain that you were going to beat me. Well, it was there. mainly because I was I was pretty sure you weren't going to be running at that stage. And yeah, same. Um, so that, that really, really hurt. However, I think it helped no end because I felt it felt much at uh, the most movement I probably had in my knee on the Tuesday. So I went up and did a session, uh, joined him with the lads. Uh, so we did a tempo. They had some 400s. So I did a four small lap 
of the Aaron, Sco- uh, Aaron Scott loop on the cycle track. So I did that as a tempo, which I, I think, I, I mean, my my laps were very even. I think I was 247, 247, 246, 248, something like that, Um, which I, th- I think is about 520 per mile-ish. Um. Felt okay, got hard towards the end, uh, jumped onto the track. So we did some 300. So this was again a bit of a, a knee test. Um, and it, yeah, it was fine. And I felt great on the 300s, ran them all in, I think, 50 seconds, maybe odd 51. And then I, because I actually felt pretty good, I thought I'll get some more tempo working. I'll do a mile tempo at the end. Now, I started just after Tom and Sam had uh, gone through doing a 400. Um, so I, I thought I'll, I'll, get, I'll let them gap me because they're obviously going quite fast, and I um, I went through two hundred and like thirty five, and I was like, I'm not doing a mile now because it'll be far too much. Uh, so I ended up just rolling with it, and I did a K hard slash flat out in two fifty seven. So um, my confidence that Aaron, well, my percentage that Aaron was going to beat me. Probably went down to about sixty percent then. I felt like I had a chance. What you you were sixty percent sure you would beat me? That was that's forty percent sure I'd beat yeah. you. That's exactly the split I had after that. So <laughs> I was sixty forty on Tuesday. So I we thought, were in sync there. I see that K. I'm like, oh, that's a bit nippy. That is. I saw the five twenties. <laughs> I'm I'm all right with that. I can handle that. But the the K at the end, it it, it got to me. I think what the way I got where I got a lot of confidence from that K was again I felt absolutely nothing in my knee like I wasn't running dodgy at all so it's actually the first time in what eight or nine weeks I've actually been able to do anything where I've just been able to run as hard as I can. To be fair, that's my usual frequency for running hard. To be fair, <clears throat> um, the day after I've got down at eight miles in fifty eight. 48 minutes at 721 pace. I can't remember a thing about that. Thursday, uh, 40-ish minute easy. Obviously, you know, I had the race the next day. I mean, it's I wasn't necessarily bothered about, you know, turning up and feeling incredible because I knew it wasn't going to matter too much. Um, Wednesday, was that when you were... What was your percentage on Wednesday, Aaron? Was that when you so, messaged us? So by the Wednesday evening, I'm down at about a 5% chance I'm going to win. And then by the Thursday, it's it's off. First time out. <laughs> you put a message in what something like oh, I've got laryngitis, yeah. and I just laughed. Yeah, might as well. We all have. Which which uh, was was fantastic. So um, again on Wednesday, actually, what I do remember is that my knee wasn't hurting either, and Wednesdays have been always been the, the, the trouble day. For the knee so thursday was probably the first time actually i was 100 percent confident that um 100 confident that my knee wasn't going to hurt on friday's race at all like uh, i wouldn't feel it so um i was quite happy about that um 7:22 pace uh, and then obviously in the evening we uh we coach our session the cricket pitch and so- was the, was the quality of the session better than your internet? <laughs> if any listeners, Shane's not as paid his lucky bill this week. He's still there, Shane. 
club <laughs> on the end. This is usually reserved uh, for Josh. Just to try and push him a little bit. I don't think he's even realised we no, started speaking. I can hear you. Ah. Oh. I know. You're frozen. I have. I can hear you. Am I back? You're back now. You're back. You can't me. Yeah, I got you now. Shall I hotspot it? It might be better. Yeah. Okay. If I go out again, let me know. I'll hotspot it. Yeah. Where um, did we get to? So, any listeners, if you want to donate some money to to us to help us pay for internet, Shane would appreciate it. I've just put a screenshot into our group chat of Shane's frozen face, and it looks like he's training for the enhancement games. <laughs> Very good. I'll share that one. I'll I'll do the party, I'll do the, I'll do the party drug category. <laughs> so uh basically, yeah, on Thursday at coaching, I did a four-minute effort with one of the lads, and I probably shouldn't have done that. Now I felt great. I was I was well happy. Uh my knee was really sore <laughs> when I got home. And then it wasn't great on Friday morning. So uh, whilst I was 100% going to be Aaron because I knew it was going to be a no-show, um, I was less confident to run without pain. Uh, Friday evening, so the big race, my target was anywhere between 32 minutes and 34 minutes. And I had no idea what end it was going to be. It, I felt pretty rough warming up, if I'm honest. <clears throat> but there's, that's, that's pretty normal for me. So I wasn't really too fussed. Um, tried to do a couple of strides and they, they, they weren't too bad, but my knee was a bit iffy. I tried doing some drills and, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of probably got a bit too ahead of myself and I couldn't get any, I couldn't get enough bend in my knee or anything like that. So uh, the race started off and um, it was just me and Ronnie and everyone let us go, which was maybe a mistake on their behalf because... Um, if they put a bit more pressure on me, I might have might have fallen back a little bit. First, hey, I looked down and saw like three oh seven, I think, or three oh nine, and then we went for a mile according to Strava in five oh seven. That was a mistake. It was quite windy the first three k. Although I'll be honest, it probably did us a favour because it was really hot, and it as soon as we turned at three k, um, and we didn't really have that headwind. I just instantly was just absolutely drenched in sweat. It was so humid. Um, and Ron starts talking to me about the uh, the Tour de France documentary thing on um, Netflix. And that, that's like a trick I normally expect other, other runners I know to do. And I, I was just like, all right, mate, cheers. Well done. Like, I was just so focused on, like, I kept looking back. I'm like, that group is not getting any further behind me. And I'm, I'm going to be in trouble here. So I just sort of ran as hard as I could, which wasn't very hard in the end. And towards the end, I was like, I'm safe. And then Ronnie took 16 seconds out of me in the last K. Um, and I picked up my last K as well. So Ron basically just jogged with me. He took the win in, I think, 32.50. I came home in second, which I was delighted with, in 33.06. So bang on in the middle of what my aim was and I do think that's probably quite accurate yeah it it felt I can only imagine how I felt during that race is what it feels like when an 800 meter runner steps up to half marathon 
like at three minutes, I was like, oh, I'm black. <laughs> and at 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and it was very slow, yeah. You know what? Uh, look at it, looking at the way you, you two paced it, um, I'm even more disappointed I wasn't there because I feel like we would have all been together going into that last K. And even me and you out of shape, it could have been funny having a having a proper race over that last K. I get the feeling that I would probably have got pushed over by you at some point. And, <laughs> yeah. well, to me, Ronnie, Ronnie did say um, before the race, he's like, oh, let's just run together and then we'll just race it at the end when we need to, whether it's going to be a mile or a 2K or whatever. And Ronnie did, to be fair, turn around and he's like, when we're okay to go, he's like, I'm going to have to go soon because even though I know Shane's absolutely fucked and in horrendous shape, He's like, he's going to be dangerous if I leave it too late and I don't trust him. Yeah. And that's what it would have been like if all three of us were there. Um, so, but in the end, I had, I was empty at 9K, absolutely empty. It was all on my vest, soaking wet. Yeah, I mean... Um, but it was... Go on. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying, like, I had one of my athletes replace me as a representative. He finished third behind you. But you were about a minute clear, so... Plenty of breathing room. Plenty more in the. Did have some breathing room. Um, I didn't realize that. Realize it was uh, it was James Galstall, your athlete who you normally run with, and I was chatting to him uh, on the podium. Yeah, nice guy, and he he did kind of say, "Oh, listen to the pod." And I kind of half heard it, and it didn't register to like a few seconds after, and I was like, oh, "I feel guilty because it looked like I ignored him." So sorry, James. Didn't mean to. However, can we give Go a on. shout out to our favorite listener of the day? who listened to last week's recording all the way through the race. So our our favourite, I mean, this is the most dedication I've known from a listener to any pod. Um, Sammy Holland. She raced herself with a new PB in, I think, 56 minutes, and she listened to the podcast during the race. Surely that's going to blow you down. Surely. That's fast. Yeah, she wants I mean, to come to Josh lay into her for an hour because she's like a slower 10k runner than him. <laughs> my my only my only uh feedback on that is why you're racing with headphones. But <laughs> to offset that, it's the best choice of what you could have been listening to. So my, I might let you off. I mean, debatable. I don't know how people <laughs> I couldn't listen to myself for five minutes at an hour. Exactly. Josh doesn't. So, um, Saturday, but we'll try a long run in the evening, get it done with. Um, it didn't go to plan for me. My elapsed time was one hour 43. I covered 8.77 miles. Fucking hell. Um, I got to six miles. <laughs> You got your like this, Josh. I got to six miles. I was like, "Yeah, lads, I'm gonna have to stop here." Um, <laughs> I was desperate for it, <laughs> and I stopped at the top of this hill. So, Aaron, you'll know you'll know the place. You know where like North and South Carlton are. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped at a field up there where some sheep normally graze. My first poo. It wasn't very nice, but I also forgot. 
I can't get into full flexion in my knee. So I had to like lean against this wall fence and do a crap down it. <laughs> um, and I was so sweaty, it was horrible. And my, my belly was like horrible, twisted around. So I was like, right, I'm just going to have to walk for five or 10 minutes. Got down to the road. This is like across a load of fields. Got to the road and I was like, oh, I need another one. And the, the only place I could have gone, there was a guy walking his dog. So I was like, right. I'm just going to have to uh, hop on the grass verge. So I hopped on the grass verge of this road, quickly, uh, quickly got my bum out, prayed to God that no cars or people came down. Um, again, I had to jump this like ditch, and I kind of forgot that my knee was sore again, and it kind of twinged when I jumped. And in my mind, I imagined I did a really smooth jump, swivel, kicks down in the air, land, poo, done. In reality, I was probably really close to shitting on myself. We've all been there, Shane. So then I, <laughs> oh, 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 this is this. I probably felt how you did in Rome. Um, <laughs> only I was about six miles away from home. Um, I so I did a bit, bit more walking, and then I was like, I have to go again. So the next field I got to, found myself a nice, quiet little spot. Me and all the flies, and I was literally squatting down on my left leg with my right leg less bent and I got I was getting cramped. I was there for ages. I was like, I'm in trouble here. I felt horrendous. It was so hot. My belly was killing me. I was like, if I pass out here, no one will find me. And luckily I didn't didn't pass out. Walked a little bit more and I managed to jog home. And on Sunday, because I failed my long run on Saturday, I didn't run because I was mardy about it. So I took the day off on Sunday. Um, I did play rounders in the evening and at the minute I'm a much better rounders player than runner. Um, now, my, my first question is, so the boys you were running with on Saturday did an hour 50 run. Did you beat them back? Yes, I did, just. Yeah, so they did nearly 16 miles and Shane did just under nine and that, that, they were a little bit slower than him. Um so what's the what's your week's mileage? So forty two miles for the week with two rest days, just under five hours of running. Um, so I was a little disappointed. I didn't hit my mileage, but is what it is, and I'm back on it this week. Yeah, that's that's disappointing that you've topped the mileage leaderboard for that again. Again, no, it can't, this can't be happening. All right, Josh, talk us through your cross training slash running week. I was just, uh, now I'm a cyclist. I was just browsing the, the pros from the Tour de France on their power output. So we're distracted. Um, Monday, I believe, is the 19th, is it? That is. It was, even. was. So Monday morning, Monday lunchtime, even. 20-minute run. Average pace, 620s. Uh, my hair, or my barber, I'm not going to call him hairdresser, has put PB, and I, which I replied to, it felt like it. I've been having, I think I said this last week, the bottom of my back on some of these runs feels like I'm 15 stone. There's no other way to describe it. It's so achy. And it doesn't really ease off. It probably gets worse. Um, but it's actually, my core is feeling a lot stronger, which is promising. Um, in the evening, I did an hour on Zwift, which is my new favorite thing. 
Uh, I unlock some Zwift black shoes and a speed demon, which is breaking 40 miles an hour. Tuesday, I did... Oh, this is actually very frustrating. So I started doing a session. I was doing it in the garden. I had the turbo set up. And it started raining. And I was 12 minutes in. I, I was on midway from my first rep. And I had to move everything inside, which I was pretty pissed off about, to be honest. Um, I, so I had you down carrying on there, Josh. I was more worried about being electrocuted <laughs> because I had a, an extension lead outside and it was pissing it down. I thought I, I, otherwise I would have stayed outside, but I was like, <laughs> I don't want to die. Um, so I did a session and to be honest, it's going to be quite hard. I actually can see it on Zwift. So on one thing I like about Zwift, and this is going to make me sound like a proper noob, but basically it's got sessions already like in there, which is wicked. Um, so I did something called SST, and I think that stands for short, sweet, something or other. Um, I can't remember exactly. But anyway, the session was 10-minute warm-up, and then it was five minutes at one intensity, which was 245 watts, and then into straight into five minutes at 220 watts. And it was three sets of that, three-minute recovery, one minute at 285, one-minute recovery, and then the five minutes again. I've got to admit, I first started, I thought, I can do a 90-minute session. Probably two or three of them five-minute reps in, I thought, I've bitten off more than I can chew here. Um, and I, what, did you, what did you think SST was? I mean, it's, I'm sure it's like short, sweet threshold or, or something. It's just sweet spot training. Oh, there you go. That's it. And before I you go... I knew short something. Yeah. Do you not find... And I, when I've looked at cycling training in the past, they've got so many terminologies of various different types of training. Like, it, because they could be so specific with your power output, can't you? They just they get obsessed with data that they love it. Well, I figured a, a workaround. Don't read it. I just pick the ones that look like they've got cool graphs. So I did this one. Um, this was it was yeah it was hard i cut it short i didn't do any of the last five minutes um so i skipped is it what five ten yeah 30 minutes of effort because i was fucked to be to be perfectly honest um but it was still 55 minutes of riding and i yeah got my heart rate what did i get my heart rate up to well max uh, my average power was 198 but obviously you got warm up and warm down in there my... when, you, when you finish a turbo session and you jump off the off a bike yeah. What are your legs like? Now they're fine because I'm, I'm a cyclist. The first few, they were bad. <laughs> when we get to Sunday, I'll tell you about that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that was Tuesday. Wednesday, uh, I did another 20-minute run, 6.18 average pace. Um, I mean, same, really. Back's pretty bad. Uh, one thing, actually, I bought a Wahoo um, heart rate monitor, which I think I wore for that run. Average heart rate. 154 i would say that's pretty genuine that's what it felt like yeah um and i've mainly been using that for the so i wanted to see what um i mean you can add so many sensors for zwift i will i'm basically just trying to buy all of them um that was lunchtime on the wednesday in the evening i did an hour um wandering mercury islands and i did the the Geraint thomas weekly ride where they play as podcast and everybody cycles around together. It was I really enjoyed it. What's he talking about in his podcast? 
he was interviewing um well what's his name? Who won last year? The tour. Yeah. I mate. Oh, uh, what's his name? Tour Tour de France winner twenty twenty two. I think I do know who you mean now. Um Dutch uh, not Dutch, uh, Denmark. Ingrid. That's him. He was interviewing him. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um so yeah, did that. What insights did he have for you? Um he was talking about a lot of it was like the tour last year, really. It was basically uh, like they spoke in depth about when they battered uh, Pogacar on that stage, which was quite quite a good one to watch. Um, but it proper got me in the mood of just cycling, and I was just thinking, I just want to want to be a cyclist. Um, <laughs> Have you ever, so then, you ever wonder about Josh's personality? Is here? Yeah. So <laughs> day after, I thought, right, what's the hardest session I can probably do or race? So I did Alp de Zwift as hard as I could. And fucking hell, it was hard, <laughs> to be honest. I've been a bit mugged off on Zwift because because I'm quite light, it's put me in the category A race uh, category. I think probably off the back of this, actually. I'm not that good. So I wanted to do, I wanted to sort of rock up in category C, category and win. But now I'm in category A getting dropped. But I did, uh, yeah, there's a couple of funny things. Well, not funny, but I went really hard on this. My average heart rate was 166, but the first probably 15 minutes aren't actually climbing, or probably 10 minutes of it. Um, so my heart rate was reasonably low. The majority of it was above 170, and I crept up to about 180, 185. What's, how long is the, the stage? The stage is 53 minutes, but the segment for outdoors is 46 uh, which I think is actually an, an all right time. I I came fifth in the race, um, but two of two of the guys didn't have um, heart rate, so I, they, one of them was definitely cheating. I don't know about the other one. Well, you, the funny, no, no wonder it's hard. I mean, you you basically kind of done almost like a threshold stuff for yeah. Well, like... my my FTP for the twenty minutes, I averaged four point six watts per kilo. For yeah. this, for four for fifty three minutes, I averaged four point four. Um, the funny thing was, I I was having a little bit of a Red Bull for a bit of energy, and about ten minutes from the top, so I was guard. You know when you got a, like a runner who's grunting, I was grunting on the bike. It was quite embarrassing, really, because I'm just in the kitchen with the fan on, and my housemates walking around trying to make a dinner. And on, <laughs> ten minutes from the ten minutes from the top, I kind of burped a bit in my mouth, and I was actually sick on the floor. <laughs> I didn't know if I should be sort of proud of it or quite embarrassed. <laughs> but obviously, I didn't stop. I carried on. And uh, yeah, I, it, that was certainly something I've never done before, Brennan. Um Yeah, I went pretty hard on that. Uh, but I was quite, quite proud of myself. So that was Thursday. I did a little bit of a warm down afterwards. <clears throat> then Friday, um, lunchtime, I went out for a run up to 25 minutes. Uh, 6.25 pace, a little bit slower. Uh, average heart rate is probably similar though. Yeah, 150. Um, it doesn't help that that route finishes uphill, so it's the normal one I, I sorry, would do when I'm when I'm running more. Um, and then in the evening, I did another hour on Zwift. Nice and easy. I do quite like the segments, the sprint segments. I nail them. I try and go as hard as I can. Um, and I like it when I get the green jersey, even though it means absolutely nothing. 
then uh saturday i didn't have a run so i just did um a bike session so i thought what's coming up the tour what would get me in good shape for it so i did the ineos grenadiers team workout it wasn't actually that hard and i managed it all but there were it was very short and snappy so i'm doing 30 second intervals and i got to 370 watts i mean that is me absolutely balls to the wall don't you find um, on those on those 30 second intervals on the bike it's actually quite hard to shift it into a, a decent enough gear to, to be able to hit some hard watts yeah well i had it on erg mode which i didn't use earlier in the week but it's easier to hit wattage like that but the key is don't stop moving your legs because i made that mistake and it is honestly comical trying to move it because you genuinely can't move the pedals um but that was quite enjoyable i, I quite liked doing something because i don't really do anything really like really powerful or quick running so it's just a little bit different um so it's only 45 minutes including the warm-up and warm down which was only five minutes uh either side so um and then i thought right sunday i've got a long ride to do rob sort of he sort of said two hours and i thought oh, i can do more than that I originally, so I signed up. I had a little look in the evening. And I thought, there's a 100-mile ride. I'm going to give it a go. I said to my dad, I was like, do you reckon I can do 100 miles? He was like, probably. Um, but it was 3 to 3.2 watts per kilo. And I thought, that is a little bit quick. Anyway, I got up at 6, psyched myself up, had a bit of breakfast. And I'm sure my housemate loved this. Seven o'clock in the morning, the turbo is absolutely <laughs> ripping in the kitchen just below a bedroom. Um, I actually missed the start and got dropped and couldn't get back on it. So five minutes in, they just said, just rejoin. That hence two activities. It turns out a couple of them lived in Cardiff and I've now been invited to the Whitchurch Cycling Club. So that was one benefit of the ride. But I kept uh, getting dropped on the downhills so they had to keep dropping a couple people back to pace me back to the group, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good fun, actually. It was it was quite like, a, I would say, a social ride. It was a good effort. Um, and my watts were 180 average and I was taking every coffee break I could. So every 30 minutes you get a coffee break. So I dropped because I was a little bit worried about my chafing. So I, I was sort of stretching every, yeah, every 30 minutes. But I managed, um, I did 60, what did I do, 65 miles. And the reason I actually stopped was because my laptop kept stuttering. I was going to go to three hours. I thought that'd be that'd be solid. Um, but we, I mean, we were riding at a pretty decent. I know it's virtual, but the average speed was twenty five miles an hour because obviously you got a big group, so it was decent. Um, and then obviously going back to what you said, Aaron, how my legs. So I jumped off that and then went straight out for a run. First mile, six minute mile. That felt like jelly legs. <laughs> and i was like well i've committed now i can't really slow down so i did 25 minutes six minute mile and i didn't wear my heart rate strap for this to be fair because my average heart rate on strava says 172 it would have been high but not quite that high no and that and that right there is my week that's a solid week Um, thank you i think i hear in your voice you're more excited about cycling than ever have been about running i love it I, I actually did a race, and I know we'll go into this next week. I did a race on Monday night, and only six people turned up. And I was like, I want to beat more than that. 
So I left and I joined another one. And my laptop died about 15k from the finish. And I was so fucking angry because I was just, I was like eyeing up where to make my move. And I think because it's a video game, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's very addictive. The, the thing though, as you say, is it drains so much of your battery on your laptop. Yeah. It's, yeah, you have to be constantly plugged in, don't you? Yeah. Well, the, the annoying thing on that was I thought it was, but I don't think I'd turn the plug on. Or plugged yeah. it in at least, so yeah. I've done that before. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't run a huge amount. I ran, what, 14 miles. Um, yeah. I biked 185. Um, but this week, I've got my first double run. Well, when I say double run, back-to-back run, not double day. Um, so, yeah, progressing. I spoke to Alex, um, my physio, today. Next week, I'm going to start sort of doing broken sessions. Um, or maybe the week after. Uh, coming up at least anyway so it'll be back to back days then strides then broken sessions now it's your biggest training week in terms of volume of hours since last July when you were also cycling but you're cycling yeah. so um, yeah 10 hours last week Josh back on it yeah and my so, ass was in tatters on Sunday I can tell you that yeah same so I've got a question, a serious question. Um, yeah. How's the strength work going? How's the gym work going? Good, actually. I So I actually progressed my, I, I mean, I've been, you know what I'm like, I'm pretty religious when I sort of get stuff like this. So I've been doing core, like a, a decent core routine every other day. And I, I am actually really noticing the difference. I am doing the strength stuff twice a week. Um, I progressed my squats up to 50 kg. The problem is again, it's like the the bit on my back or my shoulders is pretty pretty painful with the bar. To be honest, my deadlifts I'm up to fifty kg as well. Um, the one I find the hardest is actually standing. Basically, you, you strengthen your hip flexors. So with a kettlebell on your foot, lifting into like running motion, I find that really 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 hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've not had any problems with my Achilles. I can't really feel it anymore, to be honest, which is promising. Like that's in the morning and during a run. Um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, I think things are definitely moving in the right direction. It's just gradually being sensible and loading. Well, nice. Josh moving in a good direction. I'm moving in a bad direction. So I'm going to my week. <laughs> um, and it starts off good. So Monday, Monday morning, I did 50 minutes easy. I've labelled it on Strava as Malaga is on. So obviously in a confident mood there. Seven or eight pace for seven miles. Um, in the evening, I doubled. So I did a 30-minute double in the evening. Um, Seven-minute miling, so 4.2 miles. And that included five by 20 seconds on the way back, like sort of within the run because I couldn't bother to well, basically, at the end of my run, I have to run up a massive hill. And I thought, once I get up that hill, I'm not going to want to do strides. So I'll do them before I hit the hill. Tuesday morning, I I went down to the cricket pitch after I dropped off Eliza at nursery. And started to, wa- started to warm up. And I think I got about a mile into this warm up. And there was a massive storm coming over. And it, it, I got, I got pretty wet, but then the lightning started, and I thought, 
I'll just, it looks like it's going to rain even heavier. So I'll just jump in the car quickly. And obviously I was soaked. So it made the seat completely soaked. But it, it battered it down for a good 10 minutes. And it like flooded the car park. So when I started back on the cricket pitch, it was like almost like standing water in places on the cricket pitch. It absolutely hammered it down. We had quite a lot of that recently in the UK. I don't know if that's a sign of things to come now. We've got global warming. So maybe we should listen to the just up just just oil are they global warming activists soft you know? oil soft oil just oil same thing they need they need running over on a separate note but continue anyway i'll, I'll not get you into any problems with them josh um so i for the first time ever i synced up a session to my watch my garmin and i thought this is going to be amazing so i had four by three two one minutes First thing, I didn't realise I'd loaded in a 15-minute warm-up. As soon as you go over that 15-minute warm-up, it starts the session. So I was expecting it just to continue till I stopped. and But no, it starts the session, doesn't it? So I missed the first five seconds of my first rep because I thought I was still doing a warm-up. So I didn't like that feature. I've now changed all of my sessions in Final Surge to lap button press. So... Learned something new there. Now, I like that it, it beats when you start and finish a rep. That's good. However, I put pace ranges in all of my sessions. And because I'm running around a cricket pitch, my pace is all over the place. It bleeped at me every 10 seconds to tell me I was outside pace range or inside pace range. So, yeah, don't like that. So I actually didn't really like it at all. Um, but... The actual session went pretty well. I think it's like a 40-minute fart lick or something like that. Um, so pace has seemed pretty good. I had a bit of a tickle in my throat, so I'd woken up a little bit. There I'd woken up for a little bit of a sore throat and almost been doing this session, especially when it was raining. I thought, mm, maybe I'm not 100%. Got through the session, felt amazing, like, the session went really well. And I was like, oh, I can get through these illnesses. I'm a new man. So so that was 10.7 miles, seven minutes. That afternoon, I jogged to get the car to meet Eliza, to meet Eliza, to collect Eliza. <laughs> um, I did 30 minutes, 4.3 miles, 703s. A little bit tired, I'll be honest with you. It was very, very close. So humid again. I was dripping. And I think it was more just the humidity and the fact I'd done a session in the morning. And I I went to bed that... So I still had the, like a little bit of a throat thing. I went to bed that night. And I woke up at half past midnight. And I woke up choking. Um, I, my throat, my throat was burnt. I had to Google. I thought, I thought I was dying. I Googled in the middle of the night, like what it is. And it, all the symptoms were like acid refluxy and I've never had acid reflux or heartburn, but I had like a really, oh, mate, I get acid reflux all the time on runs when I don't drink enough water and it is horrible. But I had, so, so yeah, what I think what those symptoms are, but when I coughed, I also like burped 
and then started to choke. <laughs> so it's just a weird. So I, I went and took some Gaviscon, sat downstairs for a bit, composed myself, propped my pillow up, went back to sleep. And it, it was a bad sleep. And then I I woke up in the morning feeling absolutely terrible. Like I had a massive headache, sore throat was worse, sneezing. I had like full cold symptoms. And it turns out, I think that I had a I had a cold, which I thought was hay fever. So I worked on the Wednesday, and by Thursday, um, I had to phone the doctor because he then said it turned into laryngitis. So the cold, the cold virus had caused, and I've now got, still got, I've got about eight ulcers in my mouth. I've got two on like almost where my tonsils are. So when I swallow, it's painful. Um, and my throat, I've still still got stuff I'm coughing off my chest. So it's just been a another complete write-off. I haven't ran since last Tuesday. So <clears throat> you've got the doctor on speed down now, haven't you? Yeah. Do you know what? I was just about to say that, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> got private health insurance, mate. Right, they're in need it. Absolutely. <laughs> um... No, to be honest, it, it was particularly frustrating because I was actually quite looking forward to doing that race on Friday. And it's more the fact that, again, I had quite a few of my athletes, I had three of my athletes running and I told them all to do it and I was going to be running. And yet again, I said, oh, no, I'm not racing tonight. And I only got an entry to that race on the Tuesday because I, I messaged the guard that messaged the race director who kindly sorted out a race transfer a, a transfer of a number for me and i have to message him on friday to say oh, i can't run now so yes. it's embarrassing really. they, they told me to give you some shit on the pod good so here it comes right so i got on monday last week or maybe sunday sunday before about 15 notifications on final surge that aaron's uploaded all of his sessions and runs for the week you planned yourself like an 86-odd-mile week. Yeah. Going for it. Stop it. Stop it. Accept that you shit for a little bit, and then you can get in some 80-mile weeks. Stop doubling. You keep getting ill. You keep Shane. Oh, that's, but that, don't, Shane, it's 2023. You can't say people are shit anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> let's you, you participate. Let's be honest. The Monday and Tuesday double have not caused me to be ill. Yeah, no, they have. They've made it worse. They've made it 100% made it worse. No, I've, told you many, I've told you many times, Aaron, the big mistake was having a child. Yeah. I, I'm with Josh here, actually, yeah. Well, I, I know, but I'm going to be like Josh and push back. Monday, I did a 50-30 double. Not fast. That's not that's not stress, Shane. I know you like to do your 50-mile wins, but that's not stress. Tuesday... I did a session. I mean, maybe it was two. Maybe I should have done three by three by, but whatever. And then I doubled again for 30 minutes in the evening. It's not stressful. It is. It's other uh, things. Anyway, it's Eliza. We'll blame her again. <laughs> um, so the, I have no idea when I'll start running again because I still don't feel right to run. So. It's a pain. Um, and I haven't in Malaga, so I do need to start running at some point soon. And also, tonight, we're recording Wednesday night, Stamford 5K came past my door. 
And yeah, again, it's a bit frustrating to see people running past my door and not being able to get involved. Um, although I, I do think, Aaron, for a bit of motivation, considering the position I'm in at the moment, we should aim to try and do a 10k and race each other because I think. I mean, you're certainly fitter than I am at the moment, but, but I know that I will get more consistent training by the time we get. It's, get it's not. It's not motivation, though, is it? Which is my issue. No, no, no. I know, but I, I want the motivation to beat you. That's fair. <laughs> That's fine. You can have it. Like, I I've think. Got, yeah. I think it is. It is good that actually how motivated you you were, and and are, that is good. It's just going to be. It's just going to be tricky knowing when your body's going to let you do stuff or not. I think. Well, I think realistically, you just need to be you need to understand that the old normal isn't normal anymore. I, I do, I get that, but I you need to do a couch to five k and build I, up slowly. Yeah, but it's for me back to couch. Let's <laughs> if I set let's just say a fifty mile week, which might be sensible because it's not. There's a lot of not running time. It's not a routine. If I set a routine of almost doubles every day, I'm more likely to do that than do a 50-mile week where I'm doing one run every day for six days a week. Um, I just can't, I don't know, just not, it's almost too easy. So yeah, I put it off. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, there, is a threshold, there is this threshold between... Uh, like the, the, I mean, the the point I was getting to you is just you've you you do stump something and then you do nothing. You should get ill and you do something, and you need to get over that bit. One way to get over it is yeah, just to crack on and do what you tried, which was get eight mile a week and week and week out. And when you're about three or four weeks in, you tend to be all right. So that might still happen. And I, I partially agree. Yes, the running you did last week probably did not get you ill, but it would have one hundred percent made you worse. But you know, you didn't need to be ill. We'll, 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 um, as Josh always used to say, we'll agree to disagree. No, but I, I, I actually, agree. um, it's nice how have turned, turned on me instead of Josh these days. <laughs> um, should we look at Strava leaderboard? Have you got it open, Josh? Um, I'm on my phone, so I can't actually see last week's, unfortunately. All right, give me a second. But I do remember seeing, and I was making comments because I, I was, I was. I feel, like been, I feel like I've been grilled. I'm starting to sweat under my armpits. <laughs> you know you are off for two yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've got the leaderboard up, so do you want me to cover it? Yeah. Is, is it Kieran at the top? Kieran's at the top, 124.4 miles. Jasper the Flash down in second, 120.9. And Phil Sesman back up on some mileage, 117.2. Uh, on the women, you need to find them, don't you? Yeah, you've got to scroll. Whilst you're finding the world, it's your life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. 90 miles. You know, but she's got, I like her average, 744 average. We like that. Um, I, I, I noticed because um, Kieran's come back to nick the title off uh, Phil, hasn't he? Um, so I was just looking at the fastest pace and and with Josh's rules, we disregard anyone under 50 miles. So Josh is disregarded off fourth place. Um, oh, I'm back near the top, though. Dan Hamilton is back top 
88.4 miles at 609s. That's what I like to see. It's doing me proud. He did actually message me the other day and said that he's sorry that I was disappointed in him and he's going to try harder. So he has succeeded. Okay. Mr. Motivator, Josh Lund. Yep. There we go. Right. Let's do some quick, quick list of questions. Um, following on from last week, I had a few more that we needed to, to get to. Um, I think the first one comes from Matt Jacobs. He said, is a big base necessary or beneficial um, to running a fast 5, 10K, thinking of doing three months of base building? Shane? Um, I'm a bit biased. I'm all for that. Love it. Yeah. Get that base in, kid. What's that song? It's all about, all the, about base. the base. All about the base. <laughs> no trouble. Um, trouble days. No trouble days. Yeah. I can see Josh back on the trouble days very soon. <laughs> um, I'd I'd argue maybe you don't need three months of base though for for a fast five k. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree. I think um depends on your starting point. Um, and again, what we covered last week, the type of athlete you are. Um, I, from personal experience, my <clears throat> my five k times tumbled when we started doing more endurance work which would now be formed part of my base work um so we were always quicker than we than what we could endure so we responded really well from that um typically if you if you're having like a normal season if you build a if you've got a good base and then you go through track season you lose some base as expected have a break you probably don't need to build as much of a base as you did the first time if that makes sense so you can layer but typically, I think yeah. If you're, if let's say you've had a break, or you're coming off the end of one season, and you just go straight into some hard five k sessions, personally, I, I, I think you'll get better results from either doing a shorter base, probably not three months, or um, having a higher percentage of uh, sort of aerobic work in there compared to sort of harsh 5k of all max sessions yeah i think i mean i've been having this conversation a lot over the last couple of weeks the the problem is that when you get into those marathon blocks as a sort of endurance athletes you get used to doing like massive blocks of training like 12 16 weeks 20 weeks to go for that specific event whereas for the 5k you don't you don't need to do massive massive blocks and you're sometimes better off, I feel, even in that base phase, doing the odd 5K, even if it's park run, just to get a few under your belt. So by the time you're you're getting sharp, you've done a few because you can do them almost every week. Like you can always, well, there's certainly instances of people doing PBs one day after the other. So, you know, in, in championship racing. So it's... Yeah, don't be scared to race a few as part of your training if you're just doing that that base build. I think you can be, you can get a bit stale if you base build for too long. Josh Josh doesn't do five k, so he's got no thoughts on it. <laughs> no, I I was actually gonna. There's two things I was gonna add, and I think I think the biggest point to add to this is it depends where you are or what you've been doing. I, that's like the the biggest thing on what how you should go forward because. 
if you like Shane says, I'm not going to sort of repeat it too much, but if you come from a big, like you've done a decent base, just bang some speed up. If you've, but then again, you can do, if you want to cheat a bit of fitness, do some steady, do not a load, but a, some steady running and just do some quick, quick stuff because I think 5K is short enough. You can kind of cheat fitness a little bit. Not like you real, real top end, but if you've, say for example, if you've been injured or you're just not very fit. Um, but going back to the, what Aaron said on the racing, I watched an interview from Gert Ingebrigtsen, um, or I don't know how you say it's first name, Gert, Gert, whatever. And he was saying, Jakob doesn't actually do any speed work. He just races. So he'll do his threshold stuff and then race. So certainly something to think about. Yeah. I I, I, I know he does. I I mean, haven't they fallen out? Yeah. So I'm interested to know how he, uh, probably back when he was doing it. But, but Jakob, I always like it when you get a lot of US athletes say this. Oh, I've not done any, not done any sessions yet. Not done any speed work yet. When they're just lying out of their ass, they've been doing speed work for weeks. Like, like Inga Britson before his quick time stuff a week did that yeah. eight hundred meter session. So, is that not a session? Is that just That's a fair point? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but I point. get. I mean, if you he does do a lot of threshold, he he doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, Lee, coming on from that one, Scott Darn asked in five ten k training, what's your What's a long run look like? Um, and what does weekly mileage look like compared to marathon training? And I think, like Josh said, almost, I suppose, like his phrase, you can cheat the fitness. Like, you don't need to be doing loads and loads of long runs in 5K training, you know, 90 minutes or, yeah. I, I like to do it in, in minutes for people because if you, if I give somebody 13 minutes and it takes them two hours, then it's sort of still, still a long run. So 90 minutes, I think, is kind of standard for a lot of 5K-type runners. I might throw in the odd hour 45. I think Shane does those a fair bit. Um, and look, if you're doing another marathon in the winter, there might be the odd two-hour run in the in the 5K block. But, but by and large, it's 90 minutes. And especially if you're racing the next weekend I just give somebody like a, a 70 to 80 minute run or if you're racing on the Tuesday Wednesday night don't do a long run on the Sunday do a do a 45 to 60 minute run yeah I I yeah I agree with all of that I think I think 90 minutes is more than enough again depends on where you've come from if you've come from doing marathons sometimes 90 minutes you might think oh it's actually a bit short that's where the one forty-five to two hours might stay in there. Um, last year, I it was so good. You can't speak about it. <laughs> He's completely gone, isn't he? I'm not sure. I'll tell you my thoughts. <laughs> so I, I I agree with what you said, Aaron. The only the only thing I would add again is. I think it depends on your long-term goal. So if I was to do 10K stuff, 10K isn't my long-term goal and the marathon would always be my long-term goal. So I will probably do 18 miles, um, albeit that is probably an hour 45, hour 50. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, by and large, the week before a race, I certainly wouldn't be going as long as that. Yeah, Shane has actually left the conversation now. <laughs> yeah, I, suppose, I mean, I'm talking about people who we are focusing on a 5K in that sort of intermediate block between marathons. Yeah. Um, you're right. I mean, but if somebody's racing a marathon in December or, or let's say September and they've got a couple of 5Ks still in August or late August, then they probably will have started yeah, your marathon's more important. Your your five k is supplementary. Yeah, and I think I think it's that it's that's the important thing. It's understanding what's what's the priorities, planning it out long term, and then working backwards. Yeah, I mean, what I have found though is if you if you don't put in these races in between your marathons, you can oh really yeah drift. And for sure, yeah. I know. I'm not saying don't prioritize the race, but I'm uh, I think. You, I, you want to run as fast as you can for the race, right? But you need to make sure that you're build, you're doing everything right for the marathon as well. Yeah. And I think that has to take priority. Yeah, but let's just, I agree, but let's say your marathon's in, in Malaga in mid-December and we're in, you're peaking for a race in, in mid-July. Yeah, marathon. well, if I was you, I'd be panicking. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I mean uh, uh, to be to be perfectly honest, you what you want to be doing sort of solid runs, but yeah, if you're racing the week the next week, then yeah, cut it down a little bit. Isn't, there's no harm in that. Um, but as a whole, you don't need to be doing it every week. Shall we? Shall we move on to some news? Um, yeah. There's a few bits to go through. I mean, first of all, what's coming up this week? Friday is Lausanne. Is that how you say it? Lausanne? Lausanne. Lausanne. Where's that? Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Drive through there on the way to skiing. Yeah, as we found Hello. out this week, Josh, Josh owns a, a chalet, or his dad owns a chalet. So inside inside jogging podcasts, going to have a, a holiday at the chalet by South <laughs> Um, So, I mean, first things, a couple of noticeable absences in terms of Brits, so Whiteman and Hayward are both out, so puts their European, uh, sorry, the world champs in a bit of doubt. I think Keeley's Keeley's running to G eight hundred. Um, Jakobin Britson's going again. Um, there's a, a men's five thousand. Oh, do you think we'll see a world record? Shane said no. I mean, it, it won't. It won't. But it wouldn't surprise me. So I know Kip Limo's racing, but the Jelchers not. I think Czech uh, racing. Yeah, I think you need you need more than one of them to really attack it. Anyway, let's move on for that. Did we see the news about the enhanced games this week? Um, I saw Michael Jordan posted something and deleted it. It's it's nonsense, really, isn't it? I think it's purely a. Um, a marketing ploy. So there's an Australian guy. I mean, the first thing about the story is an Australian guy called Aaron D'Souza. I mean, I'm not taking him at all as, as being anything because he spells his name A-R-O-N. Who does that? So he's a Melbourne-born, London-based businessman and he plans to stage an Olympic-style games 
where there's no drug testing and apparently there's been expression of interest from across the world including some british athletes supposedly somebody has ran quicker than usain bolt for the 100 meters yeah bollocks i saw a video it was a sprinter replying to this saying the way he's starting there's absolutely no way it's true i also saw that um yeah i don't know um look it's it's obviously there's obviously health risks in doing this and by encouraging it i am a little bit intrigued just to see how fast look if 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 somebody admits to like doping to the eyeballs and can't break 13 minutes of 5k then there's some questions to be asked is there not yeah i massively agree so i'm kind of interested from that point of view more than anything but but yeah interesting news of that um there was let's go to some results and the ethiopian champs uh, i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna put it out there and say do we need to cover that we do I feel, I feel like it's very distant from anything anyone can relate to no we need to cover it because the ethiopian 10,000 meter trials were in spain uh last friday and in the 10k sege the 1500 meter middle distance sort of runner she ran 29 29 oh, so pretty handy uh, Tay was 29.57 and Halu 29.59. So top three under 30 minutes in the trials. Pretty swift. On the men's side, Aragawi around 26.50 to Beret 26.51. So a couple of men under 27 minutes as well in that one. Uh, but yeah, Sege's was, I can't, was it the fourth fastest ever time by a woman? That's why I want to mention it. So, do, do you know what makes me laugh? Right? You've got their trials and they run times like that. When you go to like the British trials or or even the American trials, it's a jog fest for the first half. Yeah, they they do seem to attack it. I'll give them that. Um so so that was that was Friday. Then Friday to Sunday we had the European team champs and Italy Italy won it. The I mean Britain were up there for most of the weekend, but as per usual our sprint relay teams all couldn't finish. So I think that's 12 funded athletes who didn't gain us any points. Solid, solid bit of funding there. Um, on the distance side, Hannah Nuttall in the 5,000 was second in 15.29. Uh, on the men's, Joey Davies was fifth in 13.56. He was always battling for sort of fourth onwards in that race. The front three or four were pretty clear. Um, in the steeple, Zach Seddon ran, came third in 8.27. That was quite a close race. I think the Spanish guy, Daniel Arkham, won in 8.25. So a bit of a sprint finish between those three. Um, trying to see if I've got the, the women's 3,000 steeple. Maisie Grice. Yeah, uh, just, just dropped in, off. Oh, 10th, I think. Uh, 14th in 10.09. Oh, of course. There you go. Only other, well, actually, in the European team chat, have you seen on social media the hurdles? Yes, I did. So, was it a Belgian shot putter? 
Yeah, I think what the, the the Belgian sprinter was injured in a warm up or something, or withdrew just beforehand. So the shot putter jumped in. So if if you've not seen this, try and find it on Twitter because it's quite quite funny. Oh I yeah, mean, I think they got quite a bit of stick for it. Well, saying... let's just start by saying it's something you see at every single local league yeah. athletics match across the country every weekend. I mean, yeah. me and Jane have been to our our fair share of northern link links leagues and this is a normal event like we spoke to philly bowden the other week she's done things like yeah. and javelin it's the equivalent of that but at a major almost a major champs yeah but i mean you've got to remember the people that are there they can't put anybody else in well i mean they could probably put someone more suited but they've put someone in who's there got kit and is willing to do it, yeah. and at very short notice. So I don't really think it deserves the negative press it's got. I think it's quite funny. Yeah, I mean... And fair play, they've got the points. They they probably wouldn't have finished as high as they did if they didn't. Got got, got them two points, didn't it? And um, I'll try and see if I've got the, the, the final standings. So Belgium were 14th. Um, Turkey with two hundred and forty-five points, so it could have could have got them an extra place, really. Yeah, there you go. So maybe it's worth it. But I think the only the only sad thing about it was the the major talking point of these champs was a shot putter running the hurdles. Yeah, instead of maybe on some of the actual good athletics that went on. So that was the European team champs. So we'll go we'll finish on the on the Western States because uh Tom Evans in the men's took the took the win. And probably more impressive was in the women's was that Courtney DeWalter absolutely smashed the, the women's records to pieces. Um so Tom Evans, first British man to win the Western States hundred mile race. He covered the course in fourteen hours forty, which has only been bettered by I think a couple of men. I think Jim Walmsley's got the record at fourteen oh nine, so very impressive. Impressive, even. Um, I was trying to see if I've got the women's record. I feel like she absolutely smashed it to pieces, but I haven't got the actual times here. She actually finished pretty high up in the race as well, didn't she? Was she? Have you seen it? I'm going to be. I'm going to be honest. This doesn't interest me. Well. I know, I know. There's a lot of listeners. It does interest, so carry on. But I struggle to, I struggle to relate to this at all. Hey, carry on. I'm just sort of padding the time. Um, so she finished sixth, yeah, sixth overall. So 15 hours and 29. So she was only, well, second place was 15 hours and four minutes. So she was only 25 minutes behind second place overall. Um, impressive. Uh, so yeah, very, very impressive. Actually, last result I'll finish on because there was a result from last night that I saw at the local BMC in, I say local, local to the UK, in Stretford in Manchester. Lura Muir ran 157.3 in the 800 in the D race. So she joined the mixed mixed race and ran 157.3, which is a time I'm confident me and Josh couldn't run. Shane? I wouldn't get anyone near. He's muted. 
He's got connection, but no audio now. <laughs> I'm back. Um, I just muted myself. I was bored myself. Um, no, I couldn't get near that in a minute, no. What's your PB? 156, zero, zero. Oh, he's got it. Sandbagging. <laughs> I meant me and Josh have actually got no chance of ever doing it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, so very fast from her. I think that's it, boys. Anything happening in your lives next week? Josh, what's going on? Um, What's going on? Tour de France starts on Sunday. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm going to... I've got my first back-to-back running day tomorrow and the day after, which I'm quite excited for. And I'm going to try and do another race on Zwift. I'm quite enjoying that. But other than that, that's pretty much me. Dane, what's happening with you? I have a piece of coursework due in next Thursday. <laughs> no, all night. Do you know what? You two, I could predict. I could predict Aaron's last week and I can predict your next week every single week. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna try my hardest to get it done not the night before because one, it's a live presentation. So I kind of can't do that anyway. Two, I my run this evening or today was the most enjoyable run I've had in about 12 weeks. Oh, good for you. I know. <laughs> so I actually enjoyed it. I even did some Josh Lunning. I even like, it was like, feel good. Popped out some 630s, which is a probably equivalent to like your 540 back when you were married. So I don't think I've run a 630 a week. Yeah, but hey, well, my heart was lower than yours. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, I can't, and actually, I don't think my knee can take it. Um, I, like that was a problem last time was sitting, so I need to not do that so much. So I'm going to try my hardest to break up in chunks rather than sit at my desk for 30 hours. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, well, what, what are you doing, Aaron? I'm trying to recover, so. I mean, I don't feel so bad because I watched a bit of Glastonbury at the weekend. Alex Turner of the Arctic Monkeys has also got laryngitis. He was terrible. That he set, wasn't. That set was awful. No, it wasn't. It, it was. was. Tell, me, tell me how it was good. Let's compare it to Elton. Elton was incredible. I didn't watch Elton. Elton was unbelievable. Look, it, look okay. We've, we've seen Alex Turner better, but I thought the set was still quality. And I might be biased because I'm still upset that I'm not him. So, yeah. But what has happened to his voice? He's, he's, just an, artist, he's an artist now, man. No, he thinks he's American. When he when he sings um, "Re," he said "Right." I was like, "What's up with him?" Yeah, right. people, might, Sheffield might, people are happy. Sheffield roots, but if it still- wasn't if it wasn't for his encore and his last couple of songs. He would, I, I reckon there was some booze coming from that audience. No, no. <laughs> I love it because I know it would get to shade. <laughs> anyway, um, then next week, Monday, so Sunday night, no, Monday morning to Thursday night, I'm in Florence. Oh, you know Florence? Yeah. Um, now, me and Jenny are going to Florence. Eliza's staying at home. So, time away. Um, so yeah, getting ready for that because I haven't thought about it yet and probably need to organise a few things like, I don't know. Running trip, away, where running routes. Running routes, no. That that probably won't be happening. 
But there you go. Don't, I could have told you that. <laughs> Aaron. Trouble day. Aaron. This is the this is some serious advice yeah. for your running career. Don't come back with another kid on the way. <laughs> or or what Josh put in the chat. Well, well no, Josh no. put in the chat is sent is sensible, yeah. Well we'll speak again next week, boys, when I'll probably be in Florence, maybe doing what Josh. Yeah, one did. one thing as you brought Elton John out, one thing you won't be singing is I'm still standing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good one. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm